Hi there, everybody. Welcome to another episode of the Sparkles and Rhinestones podcast. So today I am going to be talking about the conduct, the conduct, conduct of a beauty queen, a pageant queen, how to avoid a scandal. Um, <laughs> now, with this, there are just a few things uh, personally that I feel a pageant queen should do. Um, but not just me personally, it's usually the terms and conditions. If you do look at the terms and conditions of the pageant that you're entering, and I really hope you are, because um, you don't want to enter a pageant and find out you have that they don't accept children or that there's a hidden clause in there. Um, so make sure you're checking, girls. So with the conduct of how to conduct yourself, this is mainly for social media as well. Because a lot of you might not know that when you are selected as a judge, some pageant directors will say, so these are the contestants who are competing, here are their pages. And the pageant scene being quite small, sometimes you may already be friends with the judge on Facebook. Now, I have a lot of friends on Facebook who I haven't actually met yet um, through pageantry and you know I still talk to them a lot and there are sometimes you'll meet up like years later where you'll compete together or be in the same room but you tend to if you have a good 200 friends in common you tend to accept them now you don't have to accept them there's no rule in that your Facebook can be as private as you want it but once you start accepting pageant people onto your own personal Facebook, this is where things can get tricky. So I'm going to use an example of when you are under 18 and you may go to a party and you may consume alcohol. Now, the rules here in the UK means that it's illegal to drink unless you're 18 and above. The same goes for smoking as well. So if there are loads of pictures of you on Facebook where you're out drinking, whether it's underage in a club, which of course then is illegal in itself, um, I would like to think that they're very hot on this. Um, back in my day, that makes me sound very, very old, uh, but they weren't as hot on things like this. And it's, the time is changing and also this... It's not what is expected as a pageant queen. So with all that, if you have judges on your Facebook and they see that you're partaking in illegal activities, that's going to question what you're going to do as a pageant queen. So for example, if you were at an event and you were drinking alcohol in your sash and crown, uh, that could put the pageant in dispute, especially as if the paper now i would love to say that the papers focus on positivity on all the great stuff and amazing work that we do however we all know that that is not the case they thrive on negativity when it comes to national papers local papers are really nice they will feature your story um they're so nice and they want to shout from the rooftops that there's a local pageant queen in their midst um however national newspapers and you have to be so careful with national because they'll take a story and spin it one thing but if they get tipped off that um a pageant queen is out drinking and they're young and they're legal um 
that's going to make national headlines. Now, it may not seem like a big deal. However, these will then be online for anyone to see. All the judges and the director will see as well. The director might get contacted and you'd hope that it wouldn't go public. But that is a discrepancy and that could be um, the director revoking your title whether that's a national title or regional title. Now, there isn't as strict a rules with the regional title holders. Um, however, I always say you need to act like a queen before you even have that crown. So always be mindful of what's happening. The same goes for Snapchat. If you're adding every single person on Snapchat and they can see what you're posting and Instagram stories, it's not the best. The same goes if you cancel attending events. I had someone who cancelled um, an interview, uh, not interview training, um, my clients are really nice, they are. <laughs> I've not had any problematic clients, touch wood, I don't have any. Um, they're all really nice, if they need to rearrange for anything, very flexible with that. Um, I really think that Honesty as well is such a great uh, tool in the relationship between a coach and a client. Um, so I'm lucky I have that with my girls. But it was an interview for the Sparkles and Rhinestones page, a video interview. Uh, so it was booked in um, for ages. And then I get a message to say that they were ill and that they could no longer do the interview. I was like, that's fine. Rest up. Have some forbids. I said to a lot of the girls who messaged they're ill, it happens, these things happen, and that's the reason why pre-recorded interviews, although it can be tricky getting another one in, is finding the times for both of you, um, it's also great that I can then just schedule it for next week, or the week after, and then post it out at that time. However, if I didn't have them on Instagram and saw that they were out drinking the night before and doing lots of shots and doing lots of things, they could have been genuinely ill. However, I've just seen them drink three or four different shot combinations as well as drink and be partying until two, three o'clock in the morning. I've just seen that on an, an, an Instagram scroll because their profile was public. And I happen to be friends with them, hence why I was watching just the usual stories as you do. You're flicking through on a Sunday morning and then I see that. I see the inbox in my message and I see that. So that could have had a negative effect. I could have messaged the director and said, hi, just to let you know that uh, I had an appearance booked in with your queen. Um, however... They said that they were ill, which was fine, but their public story shows them out drinking all night. Um, because <laughs> because of Sparkles and Rhinestones, it's not really a, a huge <laughs> um, publicity thing. It's, you know, we, we share a lot of stories of pageantry and I love to continue. It's not the main part of what we do at Sparkles and Rhinestones. It's just an additional extra just to really spread that pageant positivity. But if I was like BBC News or ITV and it was a prime slot and then you cancelled because of that and I would be very annoyed but also the director would be very annoyed because 
that was a chance of publicity. That was a chance for you to share your story about pageantry, about winning, um, and to get new girls in. Because when you are a title holder, you are an advertisement for the pageant. People are looking up to you. Whether or not you like it, that's what happens when you compete, when you win. You suddenly have the next generation of pageant queens looking up to you to go, wow, she's done this for this year, she's done that with her platform. I honestly want to enter that pageant because of her, because she's done this. And um, I want to follow in her footsteps and and take that title and and make it something bigger. Um, So yes, with, with that, you have to be so, so careful. So if you are, I'm not saying that you're, uh, profile has to be squeaky squeaky clean um but if you're using words that could offend of course if you're being racist or homophobic that's a massive strike against you it really is now i'll bring this to attention of what recently happened um with uh the new miss usa so i'll use this as a prime example because we all have different opinions of this um the tweet she made was when she was a teenager. However, when you get into such a massive uh, platform as Miss uh, USA, Miss Universe, um, there are going to be people that are fine combing. There's been so much cancel culture. I'm, I'm not a fan of cancel culture. I'm not a fan of it. Um, however, if that person had had that screenshot since when they won their state title, um, at state title, the director should have said, let's clean up your social media, let's check, let's check all the way back just in case. Um, because it was a different world back then, different languages. I'm not excusing the language she used because it was very homophobic and she was right in addressing it, saying that she apologised, that she'd grown from it and now she was ready to really bring attention um, how much of an ally she is. Now, that is the mature and the grown-up thing to do. Um, she said it, It's mo- let's move on. Um, however, you still have to think about what reading those words meant to someone. So you can't just say to them, they have to get over it. It's the same with everything that's happened right now with the Black Lives Matter movement um, and all of these things. You can't just say, okay, they've apologised, so you need to get over it. Like, there is a process. You don't have any right to tell someone when they should not be offended anymore. So bringing this lesson into UK pageantry, yes, it's not as big as the US, Um We've already established that many times. However, I would not like to see something that was, for example, slandering curvaceous women. Now, I have seen this in pageantry and I've had it from former people who have competed in pageants, former title holders. um, And I've explained on the status why the status is wrong and why we shouldn't be pissing each other just because of our sizes. And, you know, there's so many other issues as well. And as a plus size woman, not just in pageantry, but when I was in fitness as well, working as a personal trainer, um, you have to educate and use, use your voice to show people that it's their their narrow-minded view can be opened up. You have to respect their views, but also if their views are very hurtful and without any actual evidence, um, shall we say, 
there has to be a common ground and as a title holder you shouldn't be saying that one person is better than the other just because of their size we are all the same level playing field as pageant contestants regardless of how many titles we've won regardless of our size our age our experience this color of our skin there are of course and i will say this there are very many disadvantages that people have had because of the color of their skin it's still very hard now to change those stereotypes and to break through that glass ceiling as it was so when you have that title when you wear that sash that's what you're doing you're using you're using it to shout to use your voice to educate people to show them about your experiences and you know to hopefully shatter all those illusions that people have um saying that if that's not the goal of what you want in pageantry then please 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 enter a non-contracted pageant or enter a glitz pageant because a natural pageant i feel personally as a queen there should be something you stand for yes you want to win yes you want to have that crown but the people that i remember the people that people look up to in pageantry are the ones who have a goal who have something that they want to push as the agenda of when they win their platform their queen project whatever they want to do and whatever they want to educate us on so be careful of what you say um careful of the language what might not be offensive to you might be offensive to others so the same goes with uh going out so i am a 31 year old woman um I sometimes can dress prerogatively, um, <laughs> saying that I'm a curvy girl, so there's nothing too prerogative about it. Um, but some of my style um, would be considered different if a 16 year old was wearing it, or a 14 year old. 16 is, 16 is on that cusp of it. But if a 13 year old was wearing what I was wearing as a 31 year old, um, it can be seen a little bit different so fashion is great fashion is fashion um but if you are for example going to a pageant event and you have a see-through vest top with um booty shorts or jeans that have so many holes in like fashion ones obviously um it doesn't scream pageant queen now you could wear that on a night out or a day out with your friends that's fine but it's not pageantry so you have to be really careful when you post stuff of how prerogative it looks if you're smiling if you're doing that but if you're doing a pose that could be deemed very sexual if you're insinuating things this is why there's such a fine line with glamour shots and underwear shots underwear shots can be done tastefully um they really can if they are screaming lads, mag, page free, topless, suggestive, that sort of thing, that's kind of bordering a line. And sometimes with pageant contracts, there is a clause that say that you can't do topless or implied topless um, or nude, anything like that. So here is a controversial subject as such. Um, so should you have an OnlyFans account if you are a pageant queen? Now, I'm going to say my opinion um, and others, let me know if you listen to this, what you think. Um, 
But I think personally, if you have an OnlyFans account, that is fine. If you are not competing in any more pageants. Um, now, there's always a thing when people say, oh, if you're linked to the pageant world, um, then you shouldn't do it. At the end of the day, if you're not a reigning title holder, yes, you may have been a reigning title holder in another system, but you're a former title holder. That pageant doesn't control you for the whole of your life. You have a contract for a year, a year only. What you do afterwards is entirely up to you. If you want to then start being a page free model, be a page free model. If you want to, um, you know, do that sort of work, then do that work. That's fine. Get your money, girl. Like, <laughs> I have no problems with that at all. It's owning your sexuality, owning your body, and capitalizing on what men frequently ask for. Apologize to my younger viewers who are listening to this. Um, but a lot of us girls will know that when you get into the dating scene, a lot of men are very not the nicest um <laughs> or requesting things that they shouldn't be requesting and if you're in a loving relationship or if you're happy with that um that's fine take those photos that's the photos between you and if they do become public um of course you can get them done for revenge porn um so yes be safe the knowledge don't ever let anyone blackmail you this is just my tips not as a pageant queen just in general don't ever let anyone blackmail you um if they come to threaten you about your pageantry career career um because those are done in the privacy of your own home they're private photos um and if they publish them anywhere that is revenge porn because it's done without your consent so OnlyFans is a consensual site of course no one should be screenshotting things um I think that's against the terms and conditions. However, you can go into an OnlyFans link uh, and see captions sometimes. You can see what people, what you're putting. So if you're charging for point of view photos um, or when people are tipping you for extra, that is going to insinuate, it might not be that you are, that is going to insinuate that you are sending these people who are tipping you and requesting um, nudes or topless photos or photos that are not safe for work um that's the official term and that could go against your contract and once again if you're not a reigning queen if you're not a reigning queen and you don't intend on entering any more pageants then go ahead and make one i am so for it for girls who are empowerment and getting that money however it can be reflect so badly on a pageant and if you've worked so hard to get that crown and you're going to international because Americans have such a different view to us in the UK. Americans will not like any glamour applied um, photos. There's a photo that I can't publish of my maternity shoots because it looks like I'm topless. Even though I have a bikini top and bikini bottoms on, it looks like I'm topless. So that photo will never be published. I love it. It's a very, it's a very arty photo. Um, and it took a really long time to do it because of how pregnant I was and having to ask, oh, the struggles, girls. Um, but I'm respectful to know that that's not going to cause a scandal. Of course, there is photos of me um, in a body positivity shoot. And this is where I ask my directors. And of course, when people Google, I think they have to try and find a while to find it. Um, but... <laughs> That is done in a different sense for body positivity. The, the the nature of the article was all about that and owning our body size. 
And once again, there's a cut. So you have to be careful um, with what you're saying. For for me entering a system, they might see that as no, not at all. Um, if you're going to international, nope, not at all. Depends on the content. Depends on the context, even. So I always bring this back to when Zara was decrowned as Ms. GB because she performed a sexual act on television. Now. There was such a massive up in arms from feminists everywhere saying that, you know, we're controlling as pageant queens, we should be able to do what you want, she's a female. Um, And that's absolutely true. However, in her terms and conditions that she signed as a pageant queen when she won, she signed saying that she would not bring the pageant into dispute. And all of the headlines, you know, they nicknamed her a name um, that I'm not going to repeat on here. Um, there were so many discussions and of course she made it very public when she came in that she was Miss Great Britain. So the, the pageant had a duty of care to protect their brand and to protect the future contestants. That is what they had. And because she broke the clauses in her terms and conditions, they had every right to take that crown away. And this is where I say, there are two other former pageant girls on that series two former pageant girls, they could do whatever they wanted because they were not competing anymore. They had given up their crowns. Like, you know, they'd crowned the next person. They were done in pageantry. They were now going into reality TV and going into that sort of world. However, Zara wasn't. So this is where, once again, using the OnlyFans, using the drinking photos, everything like that, it is making sure that you're not going to put yourself at risk of losing your title or losing everything just because of posting one photo. Now, I'm not saying that you can't have a drink. I'm not saying that you can't have a drink, a picture of a cocktail in your hand. I think for younger girls, sometimes it's avoidable. However, you know, a lot of us older girls have got photos with drinks in our hands. I definitely have a picture of a cocktail in my hand. Um, however, I'm not going to post anything that would put me in a bad light. And also, I'm not wearing my sash and crown. When you go to events and you're wearing a sash and crown, you have a duty. So when you're at an event, you should be swearing in your sash and crown. Now, some girls will swear. And if you're around other pageant girls, but if another pageant girl that you don't know, that you don't know at all, came up and was like oh my goodness you know this pageant queen was swearing so much she was using such offensive language I don't think I want to be part of that system and you've put someone off of entering because of your language or the stuff that you were saying um I'm just using this as an example there could be many other things that have happened you know a lot of people find some very rude um if they're not talking to others because when you're a sash and crown you're a representation once again of that system so make make an effort with people be friendly don't ignore them don't just go on your phone all the time um try and engage with others like your year will go past so so fast so so fast um i forgot to turn my uh (laughs) silence up there your year will go past so so fast that you just want to relish everything within pageantry so be present So this is kind of taking a turn. (laughs) But be mindful of what you put on Facebook because screenshots are forever. 
be mindful of that. Now I know that it's not a big deal for some, but it can be, it really can. So just make sure that if you are, for example, going to a pageant that goes to internationals, this could come up. And even if it doesn't, um, it's not a worry as such, but just be mindful because judges will be on your Facebook if you accept a lot of pageant girls. Of course, you can keep, this is why I always say to have a pageant page, have a separate pageant page. It will really separate everything for you. It will mean that you can have, if you have like an actual profile, you can do that, a pageant profile. Some people do. I can't keep up with two like logins each time. Um, I do have another Facebook that I created when I deactivated my account um, this year. I only made that because I didn't want to lose, I wanted my pages to still be active. Um, and if you deactivate your Facebook, your pages will deactivate as well. Um, some of the pages that I'm having with, there are other people on there, so it, it wasn't that much an issue. Uh, however, there were my sole page of Sparkles and Rhinestones and of my pageant page, Pound of Golden Beauty Queen. Um, they are just me as an admin. So, you can have a like page, keep that separate and only have personal friends on your Facebook. There'll become a time where it merges to and you, you do a clear out. There's always times when you look at your Facebook page and you're like, who are these people? Like, do a clear out if you're unsure, if you wanna keep things private, you can, of course, change your status updates to exclude people or just for to be visible to only a certain amount of people. Um, so if you have close friends, but once again, screenshots are forever. So be mindful of that. So conduct of a queen, of course, friendly, courteous. Make sure that you are... Um, and this is not just as a pageant queen, but as a title holder, as a, a national, international or regional, whatever level you're at. Honestly, sometimes it can be really scary for a first time pageant girl um, to go to an event and to not know anyone. They're there with their mum or sometimes they're brave and they go by themselves um, and they just want to get to know other people, get immersed in pageant land. And if they feel really intimidated, sometimes it can be just a look. And sometimes it is. Sometimes we have resting bitch face. Like, <laughs> some of us girls are not, are blessed, but not blessed of it. <laughs> it's a tough-blended sword, I guess. Um, but if you are then approachable and, you know, like, hi, what pageant are you competing in? What's, what does your sash say? That sort of stuff. It's just, you know, being inviting and people will remember that, people will, honestly, um, they will remember it for years to come, um, I love talking to new people at pageant events, so if you ever, ever, ever see me at a pageant event, please come up and say hi, I used to do a lot of the pageant interviews, so I try and grab people at events anyway, um, but going forward, I won't be doing that at events, just because, um, I now want to be able to enjoy and relax at pageant final and just get to know everyone because I never get to talk to everyone a lot. There are a few pageant finals I've been able to talk to different groups in the room and I try. Um, but if I'm sat by myself, don't be afraid to come in, join in, say hi, share some amazing um, feedback on everything or any questions you have. 
I always want to make sure that I'm approachable. And it's the same with being online. It's harder online because you really can't gauge um, the mood or with words and things like that. But just, I've been in the same position as you when I first entered pageants. And I'm in awe. I'm still in awe sometimes that some pageant queens talk to me. And I'm like, oh my goodness, I followed your journey for so long and you're talking to me and you're my Facebook friend. Oh my goodness. Um, <laughs> it's such a surreal moment sometimes, but that is what pantry is and we're all friends. And sometimes you think, oh my goodness, I didn't think that we'd get on or like, I didn't know what to expect. And you're always pleasantly surprised. So friendly, courteous, be welcoming. If you... Now there is a, a fine line between being welcoming and giving advice to then overstepping the mark and being cocky and arrogant. And I have to check myself sometimes because I want to give out all my knowledge. I'm like, yeah, this is amazing, but I don't want to sound condescending and I don't want to sound like I'm interrupting or being rude and going, actually, no, you should do this. Um, I just want to share all of the amazing ideas I have for you if you start talking about something like, oh my goodness, have you thought of this? Have you done this? Um, and if you've competed in the pageant before, you have to be careful going, oh yes, I know this, this is this, this is this. Like sometimes someone bringing new knowledge that they think is new and you might know is still like going, that's amazing, you know, don't think of it like that or that's really good to know. You know, make their points valid. Be careful of what you do because there are eyes everywhere. You may not know it, but there are always eyes everywhere at events um, and online. But the last thing I will say um, to finish this podcast um, is that you want to enjoy your pageant journey. I say this all the time. You need to be able to be enjoying it. If this pageant journey is not bringing you joy, if you are overwhelmed, take some time out, assess and come back to the situation. If there are things that you're doing, for example, a lot of girls, if they don't only fans, might not use their real name. Um, so that's absolutely fine because then, you know, and you've not linked it in your main Instagram. So it's going to be a lot harder to come by, a lot harder to find. Um, however, be mindful that, you know, it could come up at any point. You know, if pageants is not what you want it to be, if you're just doing for fun, do a non-contracted pageant do a charity pageant, do a glitz pageant, don't stress yourself out doing a national pageant, I know sometimes we don't even research, we don't look, don't stress yourself out doing a uh, national pageant when you don't think you're going to be able to dedicate the time or the effort um, and you're just doing it for a bit of fun, you're doing it to build the confidence, that is great but if there are things that you're worried about then take it back and enter a different pageant um, if you're not enjoying it, enter a different pageant. There's no shame in it. There's no shame in switching pageant. There's no shame in, in doing that at all. It's just, of course, money. <laughs> because, for example, some pageants won't give you the sash until the full amount has been paid. And with these sponsorships, you won't get that money back. The only time you get the money back is in ex like very rare circumstances. So you have to be prepared to let that money go. So... Enjoy the journey of pageantry, the biggest kicker. So thank you so, so much for listening to this very long-winded um, 
a very long-winded podcast episode. Um, I say I'm a lot in this as well, I've noticed. <laughs> so with all of these tips, remember they are my own personal opinion and things that I've learned from pageantry in the past 10 or so years. So they are my personal tips to avoid getting involved in a scandal and coming from someone who's had to publicly air some things sometimes when I've been bullied or when statuses have come off wrong or when I've protected someone else because of something that's happened to them. Um, I make sure that all my statuses are professional enough when it comes to to those situations. However, there probably would be statuses that I wrote a good 10, 11 years ago quoting a a film or South Park, and South Park is not the best to be quoting at all, but you know, 11, 12 years ago, um, and memories bring up, and you're like, what was I even thinking? Um, so I'm not saying, I'm not saying that I am perfect whatsoever. I am far from perfect, but I do know what sort of things I'm putting on my social media and what ones I will just send to my friends or ones that I will hold back or just not even bother like doing anything with. That is my personal life. It doesn't need to be uh, involved in pageantry. It's when the two combine and when it gets messy, that's what you have to look out for. So if you're really unsure about any of this, create that Facebook, um, that pageant Facebook page or create a different profile and just keep all your pantry stuff on that keep it personal for personal it has been done people do do it you know or just be mindful like you don't have to accept every single person who adds you honestly um because of course you then have to be careful for fake profiles or profiles that are pretending to be someone else um so with all that, thank you so much for listening to this. I really hope this podcast has helped you with any issues and queries. We do talk, of course, about um, avoiding a social scandal in the handbook, um, as well as uh, the rules and terms and conditions and making sure you read them. Because, you know, there are some things that are still on the cusp, like um, some pageants don't allow cosmetic surgery um, procedures, like when you are a queen. Um, so it's making sure you read those terms and conditions as I said, my personal opinion is whatever you do, and it's the same with everything, whatever you do, that's your personal choice. The only time I will pull you up on something like that is if it's offensive to someone else, if you're being homophobic or um, racist or anything like that. Um, So with all of that, thank you so much for listening. If you haven't grabbed the handbook, it is still available. Make sure you get it before Christmas. Um, I'm hoping by the time this podcast episode is out, the ultimate pageant, the ultimate pageant handbook uh, workbook will be out. Fingers crossed. But I'm procrastinating by recording a podcast episode. Of course I am. And now I'm going to listen to my merry tunes and finish editing all the things I have to edit. Um, but thank you so much for listening to this podcast episode. If you have any questions, if you have any um, subjects that you want covered, please DM me on Instagram or Facebook message. Um, and yes, thank you so much. <laughs>